Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, within the Librocube, is Internet Day, in which I have weeded through and picked out the shiny, shiny pearls from the interwebs. Shiny pearls of education and comedies. And brought them back. Dusted them off. Did one of these things where you go, <sighs> and then rub them on your shirt. One of, one of, those, one of those deals. Did that. And uh, going to speak at them. Speak of them at you. Hmm, there you go. Sounds like a plan even. On internet days within the Liberal Cube, I do not give out spoiler warnings. However, uh, I say that every time. Hmm. Which is in itself a sort of spoiler warning, is it not? It is. Question asked and answered by myself. Because who else is going to answer it, if not me? Uh, another thing I say every day is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, because that is what helps podcasts the most. Period. A full stop, even. Uh, another thing I say, but just on internet days, because it's sort of internet-y related, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, is that the podcast, and when I say the podcast, I'm sort of uh, speaking of this one, of course, has an app. There's an app for this one podcast. Uh, available in the uh, Google Play Store for your Android devices, for free, no less. Feel free to download that, and it will... Uh, keep everything neat and tidy and organized. That is from the good people at Podbean who will provide you with an app if you sign up for their hosting service. They host the podcast. Thank you for having me, Podbean. Although I do pay a yearly subscription, but still, thank you nonetheless. Last piece of podcast-related business is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Pope in the Woods brand toilet paper. Once again, today's sponsor is Pope in the Woods brand toilet paper. Excommunicate your poop with Pope in the Woods. Okay, got a fair chunk to talk about today, so let's hop right into the Fra Internet's feet first. Mm, that's probably the safer of the two ways, feet or head first. Let's go in head first. Uh, yeah, living on the edge, why don't we? And uh, kind of makes sense, because my first three items are TED Talks, which will uh, affect... Your brain matter, which is in your head. <laughs> it's like I planned that. Or, uh, it's not really like I planned it, because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But still. Yeah, but still. 
TED Talk the first was about internet in Africa. Hmm. You and I listening to this, or I guess more accurately, me talking this and you listening to this, probably take our internet for granted. However, there are spots on the globe where it is either non-existent or so sporadic that it is virtually non-existent. And uh, the majority of this is in Africa, of course. Well, I say of course just for the reason that their sort of infrastructure in Africa is not uh, good. <laughs> I guess if you want to boil it down. Uh, something I thought... Uh, and for some reason, I think the missus and I talked of this, and then it came up somewhere in my internet travels a couple days later after the missus and I talked about it, and that is that there are people born today, and I think the study I saw, there was a particular year as well, uh, people born today who have never lived their lives without access to quick and easy internet. Uh, so that's kind of a little mind-boggling for someone like myself in their, in their 30s, uh, or late 20s even, and, and it kind of makes me think, are they going to have the sort of appreciation and the sort of awe over the internet that I feel anyways? And I don't think they can, just because they've never been without it. So uh, that kind of trickles over a little bit to people in Africa, who who get to sort of experience for the first time internet and uh, what it can mean and sort of the mind-blowingness that they will experience. That's, that's one thing, I think, about the situation you can envy of them. One thing this speaker spoke of, uh, and she threw out a statistic that I didn't write down, uh, how internet within Africa is both much, much, much more expensive than it is, uh, she used uh, America as an example, and much, much, much less reliable. <laughs> so the worst of both worlds there. Uh, they have developed this thing called the BRIC. That's B-R-C-K. Uh, oh, shoot, was it an acronym for something? I think it was. And it's basically just this box that uh, takes into, sort of takes into consideration the poor or lack of infra infrastructure in Africa, uh, whereas our internet devices do not take into consideration things like that, and makes, basically makes, uh, as she describes it, a mobile modular internet. Uh, very, very cool idea. It was actually a Kickstarter as well. So I like that. Ooh, uh, how about just on that note, Kickstarter note, I uh, just got an email yesterday. I did a Kickstarter. Well, I just shouldn't say I did one. I, I paid for a Kickstarter, and it just so happens to be the very first video game Kickstarter that is going to be actually factually released. Uh, it was released last night. It is uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, I think there's a colon there and something after it. Uh, it's basically a remake of the first Leisure Shoot Larry, which uh, I played <laughs> when I was a kid. Probably shouldn't have. Oh, well. Uh, so, looking forward to getting my copy. Yay, that. Okay, let's move on to... Item the Second. TED Talk the Second. Uh, which is called... Uh, which was titled, How to Reduce Poverty, 
question mark, fix homes, exclamation point. This is, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a study, but uh, just something that's going on in Africa that uh, housing is being built for the Aboriginal peoples, and when it is sort of in a state of disrepair, uh, their life expectancy is way, way, way less than when their homes are sort of up to even even sort of minimal, what we could consider minimal standards. Uh, it raises their life expectancy a huge, 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 huge amount. So very impressive that, that sort of fact, and I liked it. Uh, some of the things that they're trying to sort of control in order to make their, their housing situation better are simple things like clean water. <laughs> I know that's sort of a, a, a easy and obvious step, but not always the easiest uh, to access. And, and I'm not even just talking to drink, I'm talking to wash. Uh, they pointed out that uh, kids who are not able to sort of wash on a daily basis uh, develop a s sort of whole host of uh, common diseases that kids who are able to wash do not develop and uh, therefore affect them throughout their lives because as you're developing, if you're sick, uh, it's not going to help you in your later years. I'm getting rid of dust because apparently a lot of the people living in these in these homes were going blind just because of the sort of the combination of uh, constantly flying dust and not being able to wash. Uh, remove your waste. Yeah, get your waste away from your home. And I mean poop. And just sort of that will improve the lives in general and the health in more than general. Yeah. Admiral. Okay, so, yes, what? Mm. Uh, number three is, what will future jobs look like? Ah, this is very interesting. The speaker points out that many jobs that sort of currently exist will disappear. Uh, a lot of them in the sort of uh, labor, labor-intensive, uh, that kind of job, which, uh, which I suppose makes sense with the advances in robotics and, and things like that. There will, however, be uh, new jobs to fill in the space of these old jobs, so it's not like 100% losing of jobs. They'll just sort of migrate to other places. Uh, he kind of points out that, uh, and when you think of it this way, it makes sense that when sort of industrializ industrialization first, I don't know, came about, however you want to say it, your, your sort of factory in which before things were all done by hand, now it's done in a factory, and obviously things done by hand, those people would no longer have a job. Now, that didn't mean the, t the sort of total collapse of the economy, it just means that other jobs opened up elsewhere. There's going to be a, a transition period, but it's not sort of going to mean total unemployment across the board kind of thing. Sort of more heavy leaning into the technology sector and leaning away from the labor sector. So uh, I think that's a good thing for human beings uh, like as a species. Okay, so let's move on to a funny thing. Huh, a funny thing happened on my way to the watching things on the internet. What? Hmm. Uh, it is a college humor. I have brought back college humor quite a number of times. They have a, I guess you could kind of call it an ongoing series, 
and and kind of recently, well, uh, I'll just tell you what it is. It's called a POV, which stands for point of view. Uh, it just so happens to be <laughs> my probably one of my favorite types of porn is the uh, is the POV. I enjoy. Uh, yeah, just went there. Anyways, uh, so this this POV series, we'll call it, kind of started out where it's from the point of view of, say, uh, a guy in a in a college classroom, or a guy on his first date, or a guy, I think he did one, meeting his girlfriend's parents. And, like, kind of from his point of view, as if you are looking through his eyes and hearing his thoughts, uh, and then just let comedy happen from there. Now, recently, what they've done is sort of taken it out of the eyes of just sort of your average Joe Blow and thrown it into um, much crazier situations, which uh, <laughs> I think potentially means that they were running out of ideas for the average Joe Blow. Uh, so, for example, I watched one that was sort of from the point of view of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yes, Morgan Freeman. He apparently if you've ever been inside his brain, which uh, I guess I have now, is very, very hungry, in a constant state of hunger. Uh, the last one that I watched that just came out was uh, POV New Pope. So it was from the point of view of the New Pope. Uh, they did it sort of like a, as if it was his first day working in just like a regular office, basically. Very, very funny. Uh, so, for example, there was like a, a water cooler, a bunch of... Do people still use water coolers? Yeah, I don't really think they do, now that there's bottled water. Anyways, uh, so there was like a water cooler, a bunch of people standing around having a drink. Of course, on the water cooler, it said holy water. <laughs> I don't think that uh, the clergy are supposed to drink holy water. I'm pretty sure that's not a good idea. He had a, a difficulty setting up his chair in his in his office, mm -hmm. yes, and couldn't find a bathroom. Skit ended with him thinking he found a bathroom, starting to urinate, uh, and because it was dark, suddenly realizing he was actually in a confessional booth. Oh, no. Oh, Pope. Okay, let's see if I could fit one more in before I get to work. I have to do a quick, quick, fast, fast. It is another episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. God damn it. Didn't plan on bringing it back, however, cannot resist when the guest is none other than comedy titan. Titan! David Letterman. Which uh, is doubly awesome because you never get to see him sort of elsewhere other than... Uh, late night with David Letterman. The one other time I remember seeing him is um, b -b 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 on Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, you know what? He did an Oprah interview, and although being, you know, a guy, I don't watch Oprah. Uh, however, that is something I would definitely like to watch. So I'm going to say to myself, Jordan, mental note, see if you can find online the David Letterman Oprah interview. And I think there's a Jimmy Kimmel one, too. Look for those. Okay, so if you listened last week, he had with him... Oh, sorry. When I say he, I should specify Jerry Seinfeld, who is a comedian who gets in a car and goes gets coffee with another comedian, and they basically just sit around, shoot the shit, sort of a podcast style. So I uh, love these so much. 
this one they had a 1995 Volvo station wagon. It was not your average 1995 Volvo station wagon, however. It was David Letterman's, so that was a little different. Normally it's Jerry gets, I don't know where he gets these cars, but it's normally not the people he's picking up cars. And uh, it was given to David Letterman by Paul Newman. (laughs) Paul Newman, who I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, but uh, you may not know if you just know him from acting, is a sort of huge car guy. Uh, big into the cars. Uh, and this one had like a super, super souped-up engine, and it was probably... Paul, uh, David Letterman said Paul Newman got one for himself, but it was probably, these two cars, the fastest, most powerful 1995 Volvo station wagons in existence. So uh, that was kind of a cool little little tidbit there. David Letterman told a story about how, at one point, this car, while driving, caught on fire. Hmm. I guess the engine is just so powerful, oozing horsepower out of its very pores that it could not contain its exuberance and uh, caught on fire. One thing about David Letterman is he's, I think antisocial is probably a description you could use. Kind of keeps to himself, and although he was joking, he when they reached the restaurant where they were going to have coffee and maybe a little breakfast, uh, he's like, <laughs> what are so? What are these people actors? Because it, I, I don't know if they tell the restaurant beforehand where they're going, but there's always just sort of people sitting around eating breakfast as well. And he's like, oh, okay, so what? These are actors, and Jerry's like, no, no, these are real people. And then David's like, oh, can we can we ask them to leave? <laughs> so I said it jokingly, but kind of a, a little emphasis on his. Um, I, antisocial. What, what else would you call that? And I don't necessarily mean that in a in a bad, like he doesn't like people way. It's just, it's kind of a part of his personality that he feels awkward in situations such as that. Uh, like, went on to say, oh, so they're, they're, they could just hear us talking, you know? <laughs> okay, so last uh, little bit before I get to work is they kind of touched on Johnny Carson, which um, they both very, very much look up to. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld apparently kind of got his big break on uh, Johnny Carson's talk show. Uh, something kind of interesting that, that I've heard probably over a dozen times now is how that, uh, if you were a comedian, sort of back in the day, and uh, ended up on Johnny Carson doing your act, it had the potential to just sort of skyrocket your career overnight, just bam, you're famous. Your famous comedian after you know six minutes of talking on his show, and that's all it took. Uh, that's kind of gone today, which uh, is kind of sad, I guess. Nothing really like that exists anymore. Hmm. Little uh, little food for thought before I go in and do eight hours of work. <sighs> all right, I will be back for more to talk about. <laughs> Some podcasts, in fact, folks. I will say though, I'm your dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Eight. Uh, scratch that. Seven hours of work completed. <laughs> what? You always say eight hours of work, Jordan, but now you're saying seven. Well, occasionally, the boss man, in his kind, kind-heartedness, 
will let me leave a little early. So, that is what has happened today. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Thus concludes Jordan's work talk. Let's dive right back in, why don't I? To <sighs> Internet Day. Because although I do not have much, much more to talk about, I do have much more to talk about. Just one much. Including our next episode, which is Kevin Pollock's chat show. Hmm. Which I have brought back a... I was going to say an uncountable number of times, but you could probably count them. It's probably within the realm of your counting abilities. Uh, however, I do like to bring him back, especially when he's been on a friggin' pretty sweet run of awesome guests lately. So uh, they are hard to resist for the reason of their awesomeness and the fact that they are very, very long interviews. So there's a lot you can kind of pull out of them and bring back. Hey, it's a beautiful beautiful thing. I think I mentioned, but I only did mention once, so why not throw it in again? Hey, maybe it was even in the last episode. Mm, no, I don't think it was. Anyways, I should mention that mostly on internet days, however, uh, on any days it is possible, I will tweet at people who I talk about in the episode. So, for example, and a very, very good example, is that a uh, internet day last one or the one before can't quite remember uh, i brought back an episode of kevin pollock's chat show and just sort of praised it as i do because i don't really bring i don't can't really think of examples where i bring things back to say negative things about them i, I suppose on a on a movie monday uh, i might end up bringing back something that i didn't enjoy and mention it yeah that's probably the only case because if it's a tv show uh, I just won't watch it. Hmm. Uh, if it's a book, I guess the possibility exists that I would get... I, I always give a book 100 pages before I give up. I guess that I've kind of gotten lucky. I don't think it's happened since I started the podcast. Mm, it probably has, and I just haven't said anything. Video games I have brought back when I haven't liked them. Ah, okay, so, yeah, that's true. But uh, for Internet Day, again, it's sort of the... If I don't like these videos, I will not watch them, and I will not bring them back. So, hmm. I wonder what sort of differentiates all these things, and why some things, like a movie, I will watch all the way through, even though I'm maybe going to give it a two afterwards. Whereas with a YouTube video, maybe it's length. Yeah, maybe that's it. With a YouTube video that's, you know, five minutes long, if I didn't like the five minutes, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, some guy just really pulled up behind me really quick. I should slam my brakes on. It will be a podcast first. My first accident. Knock on fake wood on my steering wheel. That is plastic. Yeah. Anyways, really went on a bit of a tangent there. But tangents are allowed. We allow tangents in the LibroCube because sometimes beautiful, beautiful things will pop out of a tangent. Hmm. Did anything there? I don't know if it did. I don't know. He had on, Kevin Bollock, that is, guest Stephen Merchant. Oh, Stephen Merchant, who you may know as the sort of half of the Stephen Merchant, Ricky Gervais, and Carl Pilkington. I guess it would be a third. Yeah, my math, math no good in me brain podcast. Yeah. Uh, the Ricky Gervais podcast, which is, I don't know if it still holds the title, but at one time, may still hold this title, was the, or is the, 
most listened to podcast in the world. Yeah. So uh, he is a member of that podcast, as well as a writer, wrote for the British version of The Office. Uh, I am feel pretty confident that if you Google Stephen Merchant and get a look at him, you'd probably recognize him. Just a super, super funny dude. The previous guest on Kevin Pollock's chat show kind of spoke of how funny Stephen Merchant is. Uh, and who was that? Farley. Peter Farley? Yeah, maybe. And I can verify from this two-and-some-odd-hour interview that he is funny. Hmm. <laughs> he uh, told a story about how he, he, he he's kind of neurotic, and he's kind of got a neurotic look about him. Uh, but he mentioned that he no longer does this, but used to carry around a wallet uh, and then carry around a fake wallet in case he ever got mugged. Which, you know, I uh, I guess there's a certain logic in that. But, then he carried... <laughs> uh, having trouble even saying this. Then he carried, around, he carried around a third wallet in case the mugger thought <laughs> that his fake wallet was a fake wallet. So he could then hand over the third wallet and still have his original real wallet intact. That, my friend... <laughs> that, my friends, is just a whole other, whole other level of neuroticism. And uh, I love it. <laughs> I love the thought of someone doing that. It tickles me, as you could probably tell, because I'm laughing at it. Hmm. Uh, he spoke... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to take me a second to get over that one. Uh, he spoke of uh, Golden Globes, the awards, the Golden Globes, how uh, apparently the British version of The Office won, and it was like totally unexpected, came out of left field? Or is it right field? Came out, came out of a field... <laughs> baseball analogy field everyone sort of told him and ricky that they had no chance of winning just go enjoy the show have a good time get your eats on and then they won <laughs> kind of blew him away uh, i like that that picturing that as well so i wrote it down and brought it back that's what i do they played a game on this podcast uh that's that's a quite common thing on podcasts is games maybe i should think of a game i'll tell you what you do and this is sort of a game in itself. No, not really. If you could think of a game one person could play while driving a car and reporting a podcast, what you could do is email me to the address provided in the closing credits or tweet at me, Jordan underscore Maywood, on Twitter. Audience participation, ahoy. Uh, they played a game called uh, Tyler. Bieber or Paris. This is a game they, they play every single episode or, or at least a version of this. They didn't always play it. Basically, again, uh, the game is hit or miss. It's not always necessarily 100% laughs 100% of the time. But I do very much like the sort of idea behind the game, which is the premise. Yeah, I like the premise, which is Tyra Banks, Justin Bieber, and Paris Hilton will tweet things on Twitter out to the general public and their millions and billions of followers. And because they are all... <laughs> uh, let's just be blunt. They are all idiots. Uh, you can sort of interchange the tweets with one another and you will not be able to tell who said what. Uh, so then Kevin Pollock and the guest, in this case Stephen Merchant, will have to guess a series of tweets, who said what, bada boom, bada bing. Uh, in this case, Stephen Merchant won. Yeah, won, wins $20. It's good for the guest because they're not putting up the money. It's just sort of 
a nebulous $20. Uh, they spoke a little bit about how, and, and this is something I love about podcasts, is that it can jump to any sort of topic whatsoever. You don't really know where it's going to go. Uh, they spoke a little bit about journalists, quote-unquote, nowadays, how sort of not checking facts is used to be able used to be not checking facts would get you fired and you would no longer be a journalist now it's uh kevin admitted this and stephen had said it's happened to him a bunch of times that journalists would print things about them that were not true like whatsoever as if they'd maybe just done a wikipedia search and the thing about wikipedia although it is a a, a beautiful thing you cannot take it at 100%. Oh, shit. What the fuck? I have to take a detour. Oh, man. Okay, well, bad for me. Good for you. Because uh, it's going to take me a little longer to get home than it normally is. Ah, I've got to leave an hour early. So let's let's consider it a, a wash. Because I'll still be home earlier than I normally would. Hey, it's not a silver lining, but... Uh, let's go a copper lining. I think it was an accident. I saw like a bus, but it wasn't a school bus. It was school bus shaped, but it was white. And isn't this bus that is school bus shaped but white like a prison bus? Ooh, that's interesting. Imagine it was a, a like a prison breakout right there. Interesting. Okay, back into journalists and making shit up. See that? I could have made that up right there. But no, I actually saw that just a second ago. Fucking this guy riding my ass again. Ah, sorry. Okay, so let's leave Kevin Pollock's chat show behind with uh, just the final note that uh, if you are unfamiliar with Stephen Merchant, you will know he and Ricky Gervais had a show in which they would send Carl Pilkington out into the world to various places and interesting situations. It was called An Idiot Abroad. Hmm. One of the situations they put him in uh, and, and sort of the question asked was, was there ever a situation on the show that you put Carl into that you kind of thought, oh, maybe this isn't such a good idea? And <laughs> the only one was, and I hope you saw it too, because it was goddamn hilarious, he went to, what was it, Israel? Uh, somewhere in the Middle East, because I don't remember what the exact country was. And they arranged for Carl to be fake kidnapped. So basically... Uh, a group of men with guns would come and take him and throw him in the back of a van and kidnap him. It was all sort of set up, but Carl didn't know this. And, and Stephen wanted to stress this fact, that Carl did not know this was going to happen. Uh, their sort of debate was, ooh, should we do this? What if something goes wrong? What if he gets hurt? Uh <laughs> I like the fact that they had this discussion, and then, despite the risks involved, decided, well, let's do it anyways. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Highly recommend this interview. Highly recommend An Idiot Abroad. Highly recommend a lot of things. Just in general. Things are, things are good. Okay, let's move on to a new edition. Uh, to me talking about it on this podcast. It's not actually new in the sense of it not being new to the world. Ooh, okay, really got turned around there. It is called, why don't I just say, The Todd Glass Show. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like there should be a jingle there. But I do not have other people's jingles when I say their podcast names, because this is a podcast. A podcast with host, you guessed it, Barry Winkle. Now, host Todd Glass. Who's Barry Winkle? Did I make that up? Barry Winkle. Barry Winkle. 
I think I may have made that up. Henry Winkler, Barry Weiss, mm, if they had a baby. Oh, train tracks. Oh, ooh, bumpy. Uh, I have listened to maybe six episodes of his podcast so far, and they are hilarious and awesome. It is sort of your down-to-your-roots podcast formula that has got me hooked on podcasts, which is two guys, two funny guys, sitting around talking about shit. Hey, what more do you need? You don't need anything else. Hell, I don't even have a funny guy to sit around and talk with. I'm talking to myself. Does that mean my podcast is half as good? Mm, probably. Yeah, probably What's that's what that means. Huh. I just realized that. I just did the math on that. That's not good. <sighs> but I digress and continue on because this podcast is just as much for me as it is for you. More so, probably. Uh, two guests I brought back are from episode 5 and 6 of his podcast. Episode 5 he had on Mr. Eddie Pepitone. Eddie Pepitone, I like saying his name, I just realized. Eddie Pepitone, Eddie Pepitone, Pepitone, Pepitone. That's a fun name to say, try it yourself. Eddie Pepitone, like Stephen Merchant, I think. If you Google them, get a look at their mugs, you will know who I am talking about. Uh, I'm getting kind of close to home, despite the longer drive. Uh, so I better speed through this. They spoke of pot. They both used to smoke a lot of pot. Todd Glass has since stopped. I think Eddie said he stopped too. Uh, both have done Vicodin for recreational purposes. And do not recommend it to the kids. However said it's friggin' awesome. <laughs> Uh, both have been or are in therapy, which seems to be among comedians a, uh, a sort of staple that they have various emotional needing to see psychologists, psychiatrist type problems. Uh, and that interests me why that is. Hmm. Someone should do a study. Uh, I will do study on the comedy side of things. Someone, if you could handle the study on the depressing depressant, depression, um, emotional problems side of things. That'd be great. Uh, next, he had on guest, Mr. Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I am laughing. <laughs> because you thought, did you not, Ooh, that I am a poet and I'm aware of it, Did you that you would get away with a fra internet day without me mentioning Mr. Chris Hardwick? Well, you were incorrect. It's not going to happen. It happened once. It happened once, and I regretted it, and I did mention in an episode after that I forgot just something about Chris Hardwick and my constantly following shits he does. He always comes up on a fra internet day. So, uh, no exception. This one, just a farmer's daughter. Hmm, lovely. Yeah, I'm doing an extra, extra, extra rural drive home today with this detour. If I had known there's going to be farmer's daughters walking along... Maybe I'd take this route more often. Oh, I just saw a turkey. <laughs> oh, God, smell skunk. <laughs> this is the craziest drive ever. Farmers, daughters, bringing turkeys, jumping out, reeking of skunk. Oh, where am I? Where am I? Anyways, yeah, Chris Hardwood comes up a lot, is where I was going with that. He spoke of uh, his episode with Married on Married with Children, which is pretty awesome. Uh, love that show. Love but And love that show. Both past and present and even future tense, because I'll probably watch that again at some point. Uh, apparently, the episode 
and I did not realize this. I knew Chris Hardwick did an episode of Married with Children, but what I did not realize is that on that same episode appears Mr. Todd Glass. He was like a, uh, a cop, played a cop. So I like that. And it came out on this podcast, so I wrote it down, as I do. Cool little thing they spoke of quite often, because it is comedians sitting down. Uh, the topic of comedy will come up, uh, which I love. So it's kind of them talking of their craft. Something that came up in this episode is audiences and how they can be vastly different. Something I like that they said is that some of the some of their most favorite shows they have ever done have been when six people have shown up and they've just they've gone on with their act and they've had a good time doing it and got involved with the six people in the audience, just had a blast. Uh, very, very much like that thought. They've said they've done shows in front of thousands of people and uh, did not necessarily have a bad time, but did not have a have a good a time. Or another thing Chris pointed out is that uh, sometimes certain audiences, sometimes older audiences, you will think they're not having a, a good time because you won't be hearing the, the loud laughing or clapping or just outbursts. However... He, he'll do shows like that where the audience will sort of come up to him afterwards and say what a good time he has, and he's kind of realized over the years that it's not that they're not having a good time, it's just almost as if they feel it is rude to have sort of outbursts uh, like that, even though you're in a comedy venue watching a comedian. Uh, so, there you go. Folks, uh, I am going to stop talking. Yay? Mm, sure. It's, it's something. This friggin'... If you remember that truck that I said was riding my ass, even before I took the the detour that I'm on on this rural back road, I think he's following me home. So uh, his license plate is 4197YF, and it's a white Ford truck. All right. Uh, I have been murdered by this individual, and uh, I want vengeance on him. Okay? So with that, I will say as I do at the end of every podcast, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com and now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper